0: Hello, fellow rebel capitals, hope you're well, wanted to go straight to the dollar index, the DXY, and it tells us something that I think is crucial to understanding today's environment and whether or not throughout the rest of 2023, we're going to continue to see these types of crises pop up here and there and whether or not we'll have a hard landing, soft landing I think we got to look at the dollar right now, and we got to pay attention to what it's telling us. So let me go over to this chart of the DXY. DXY right now is at 104, 104 104.5, call it, and let's look at what it has done over the past month. This is very important. So we see that at the beginning of March, the dollar really started to go down. I mean, from 105.6 all the way down to call it 103.6. So that's a pretty big move in the DXY in a short period of time. Why was it doing that? Well, it was doing that because, most likely, people started to factor in a dovish Fed. Now, their rhetoric may have been hawkish or, you know, people might have had some insights as to Silicon Valley Bank back then. But the probability went from, okay, the Fed's going to continue to hike rates up to Paul Volcker levels. Remember how the neutral rate went all the way up to like 5.75%, or maybe it was 535 The neutral rate really went up after that last testimony from Jerome Powell. Remember, that was only like a week and a half ago. And then we start to get some bad news, let's say, or maybe some insiders knew what was going on with the banking system. And so they start to predict the Fed is going to lower rates. Well, if the Fed's lowering rates, if they're going to pivot if they're going to pause and or pivot sooner than the market expects, what would you expect to happen to the dollar? Go down, right? It would go down. Now, let's look at what is happening. So we fast forward to its low point. This would have been the 13th. So today is the 16th. So let's say this was Monday, Tuesday, right around that time. And then what happened is the dollar starts to go higher a lot higher now you say okay george well they came out with the bailouts and all these things well maybe maybe not because if the market perceived the bailouts as an actual solution then you would expect the level of interest rates or the expected level of interest rates to increase dramatically go back to pretty much they were where they were prior this whole banking crisis debacle coming out in the news let's look at the yields right now and then we're going to circle back go to the dollar then we're going to connect some dots so right now the two-year treasury that we've been watching closely remember it went down more in three or four days than it did during 1987 black monday and during 9-11, 9/11 the terrorist attacks of 2001 it's gone down or the last few days more than it did during those times, especially when you look at where it was last week, over five percent, where it got down to on, on Monday. got down to under three point I know at one time it's down under 3.9 3.8 percent. so it went down by about 120 basis points, a staggering amount. Or just call it three or four days and it went back up but now as of yesterday it went back down now it's come back up to about 416 but it's nowhere near where it was last week up around the five percent mark so what's this tell us this tells us that the market the smart money the bond market doesn't believe that the bailouts by the federal reserve or the bailouts that we just saw this morning by the Swiss National Bank bailing out Credit Suisse. We'll do another video on that later. They don't believe that these bailouts address the real problem, or else these interest rates would be right back where they were. They would have quickly rebounded. So now let's go to the one-month treasury. Boy, oh boy. We know that Fed funds is roughly 4.5%, maybe 4. 5.5, you know, it's, it's that range between 4.5 and 4.75. So let's just say for a moment that it's 4.6 and reverse repo is the lowest overnight rate that has. So that's the rate that they use to try to set a floor on overnight rates, meaning they don't want the overnight rate to be lower than this. And that is the reverse repo rate. And the reverse repo rate is going to be right around 4.5% roughly. So let's say it's 4.5. Look at where the one month treasury is trading, 4.12%. So call it 40 basis points under reverse repo, which is supposed to be the way the the Fed sets the floor on overnight rates. I want to really encourage you guys to watch a video from my good buddy, Jeff Snyder. Uh, Let's pull it up on screen really quick here. And Jeff looking awesome as ever. Uh, It's multiple markets now say the crisis has begun. And he's not talking about Silicon Valley Bank. He's not talking about Credit Suisse. He's really getting into all of these interest rate curves that we're talking about. So as soon as you get done watching this video, definitely go over there. And Jeff is going to take an even further deep dive Into the types of things that I'm talking about. But let's move on. We go from the one month over to the three month. Okay, now it really starts going back up 4.7. And then we go to the six month up at 4.92. One year starts to go back down significantly 4.5. And as we said, two year around 4.16. So what this is telling us again is that the market doesn't see these bailouts as a solution. And the best example I can give you, or the best analogy, the best way I think you should think about this is not to say that the market is predicting a GFC 2.0 because in a way it is and in a way it's not. So it's not, I don't think it's predicting that JP Morgan go bust and we have a housing crisis and all these things. Although you could see further stress in the banking system and stress in the housing market And the stock market because of the core problem. But these issues are on the periphery. These are the kind of extraneous issues. What's really happening is what we can't see beneath the surface. So, why does this really hurt investors? Because they fall victim to this idea that the only thing that exists is what they can see. So, last week we had a banking crisis. Okay, well, the Fed came in and fixed the problem. They created another one of these tools. And today, Credit Suisse almost goes bust. But the Swiss National Bank comes in, gives them a bailout. Okay, so they fixed the problem. So now that we've got these problems fixed, well, there's nothing left in our way. The bull market can continue. The economy can continue to rip higher. Because if it wasn't for these little banking flare-ups, let's say, according to the mainstream media and the central planners, the economy's on fire, right? I mean, look at the unemployment rate, for heaven's sakes all the way down at 3.5, 3.6%. But you see, what they're doing is they're completely ignoring the bond market. And let's be honest here, and let's give credit where credit is due. You know, for the last nine months, we've been talking about the inversions in in the yield curve. And everyone on FinTwit and CNBC, they're all saying, oh, well, the, the yield curve is dead. The yield curve is dead. The yield curve is dead. We don't need to pay any attention to it anymore because of XYZ reason. And of course, We're not going to have a recession. Of course, we're not going to have a crisis. I mean, look at unemployment rates at 3.5% dummy. So just ignore that stupid bond market. It doesn't know what it's talking about. Look at this. Labor's labor demand is at all-time highs. Corporate profitability, all-time highs. But what they don't understand is the yield curve isn't warning you about what you can see. It's warning you about what you can't see. And the best example I can give you is a tsunami. So this is a little cartoon animation of Australian's tsunami detection system. So they've got this tsunometer, (laughs) cute name, clever name, and they've got this surface buoy and this anchor, and then they've got all the, the white coat scientists here in the seismograph lab or whatever it's called. And then they've got this satellite. Okay. Well, as you guys know, when a tsunami is formed in the middle of the ocean, you can't see it. It's underwater. In fact, you could be on a boat right at the surface of the ocean and that tsunami could rip right by you and you most likely wouldn't even know. You might see kind of a little bit of a wave here. Oh, no big deal. It's not a big deal until it gets closer to the shore. And then all of that energy that is formed by that seismic activity, all that energy that's trapped within the water that's moving at a very rapid rate hits the shore and comes up out of the, the the water level and crashes into the shore and creates this devastation or in this case it would be economic devastation. I want to encourage you to think about the bond market as this tsunami. That's the bond market. So let's fast forward and you guys can get a visual of how this this plays out. So you can see this tsunami starting to form right there. Boom but you can't see really what's happening in all of the stored up energy that's underwater. At the surface, it just looks like a little bit of a wave. So you see at surface, and I'm pointing right at the wave here, this would be Credit Suisse. This would be Silicon Valley Bank. Ah, It just looks like a little wave, no big deal. Fed comes in, creates another program facility. The Swiss Central Bank comes in, gives them a quick uh, $50 As far as Credit Suisse, no problem. Wave goes by, smooth sailing ahead. But the bond market is this tsunometer. So when that wave goes by the tsunometer, now all of a sudden it detects what is really there, what's really going on. The people on the boat can't see. And so then it shoots some information, I'm assuming to this satellite, or it shoots information to the surface buoy. And then the surface buoy sends it to the satellite And then the satellite shoots it back to the white coats that are in the science lab. This, again, I'm going to beat a dead horse here to make sure we're all on the same page. This is the bond market. This is the yield curve. This is what these interest rates are telling us. They're the tsunometer, And they're shooting up all of this information to the charts. And then the people can look at the charts and say, oh, you know what? We can't see it now. We're looking out into the water. Doesn't look like anything's there. But we know, based on what the tsunami is telling us, i.e. the yield curve, that there is something, a crisis, a financial crisis, an economic crisis, lurking beneath the surface, and it is heading our way at 500 miles per hour. And therefore, we need to prepare. You see, what most people do in the market, even the people, the talking heads on CNBC, and a lot of these people on FinTwit is, although we have a tsunometer, they don't even pay any attention to it. All they do is just look at the fact that the water is flat. And then they say, oh, this stupid sonometer? Yeah, that's dead. Why are we even paying any attention to it? We should completely ignore the tsunometer and the surface buoy. Because as you can tell, look out into the ocean. I don't see anything. Do you? Therefore, and of course, looking out into the ocean is looking at the unemployment rate as an example. Look at the unemployment rate, 3.5. We got nothing to worry about. So this is what I'd strongly encourage you, or this is how I would encourage you to think about the signals that we are getting from the smart money right now. Do, do, do you know? Is it going to look like 2008? No, most likely not. But it doesn't mean that there's not just as a significant problem lurking, heading at us at 500 miles per hour. Now, where it's going to show up, we don't know. Where it's going to hit, the size of it, that the tsunami doesn't tell us. But at least it gives us the foresight to prepare and to be ready for when it inevitably hits. And all that we're seeing right now with Signature, with Credit Suisse, with Stupid Valley Bank, if you watched my whiteboard video last night, these are just little waves. That's all they are. This isn't the real problem. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. As always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market capitalism. We'll see you in the next video.